God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show, and I'm joined by Leonor Kavoda. Hello, Leonor. Good morning, Scott. So I forgot to hit the um, mute button there, or the unmute button. Yeah, that would have been bad. You know, but people have gotten very used to telling people to unmute themselves in the age of Zoom. <laughs> so, But we've had that experience pre-COVID that we knew that on occasion we made mistakes like well, that. Well, you know, you can hear it in your ear a little bit yeah. in the studio here. So... You know, I was uh, saying my hello to the uh, to the audience here, and I don't hear myself back in my ear. No reverberation. So then you suddenly realize you were just talking into an empty mic. The only person who was hearing you was me. Yes. Yeah. Um, hey, we got a caller already. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I believe this is Matt from Broomall. Matt. Hey, uh, Scott. You there? Yes. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, I did a trace on that package and uh, a couple days ago, and they said it's there, I guess. The postal clerk said uh, maybe you didn't send a, a staff member to go pick it up, but it's there. Okay, yeah. No, I, uh, that's, that's a great point. Um, we, I don't believe I've checked that mailbox in a few days. But, uh, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll, once I get it, I'll, I'll, make, I'll make an announcement. Oh, it's, and, it, and it was, it was, it was. There's, there's some other little neat things in there which you'll, which you'll appreciate to give proof of my being what I say. And again, not a seal, but a spec op. I worked with them in direct support. Okay. And uh, they were actually going to, because the Navy came out with this thing uh, <laughs> some 25 years ago called high year tenure, where certain ranks could only do a maximum of uh, years unless you had command support to waive it. For example, uh, an E-6, in my case, an e electrician mate first class equivalent to a staff sergeant in the Marines, can only ha do a high-year tenure of 20 years, and then they have to retire. Well, they were actually going to waive that, and if they waived it, I was going to go back to spec ops. But thinking about it a couple times, you know, it was like playing Russian roulette with four in the chamber. I might not have come back, so I dropped my papers and uh, 
retired. Sometimes uh, with what I see going on, I wish uh, I might have done it because I conceivably could have been in there for, till when uh, you know Clinton was relieved and we got conservatives. Who knows? But uh, I got. I wanted to come. I, I said when I when I called in that I had a solution. Could you imagine what would happen if there was a national conservative Hispanic radio program? I mean, all these illegals that are coming here, and I've spoken to a lot of them because I used to go to a Spanish Baptist church, and I took a poll, and everyone, people that I meet in, in restaurants, when I ask them that question, what would they think of somebody that's the opposite of Jorge Ramos on Univision? Right. And they said they would love it. Matter of fact, people in the church that I used to go to, which I left because they started saying anti-Trump rhetoric, rhetoric from the pulpit, and my wife and I, both at one, one service, we both stood up and said, No, that's the city. That's not the way it is. And the people in the church said, if, and I'll, 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 with, a, with a tongue that must be an interpreter, a known tongue, not this charismaniac stuff, I'll give you how it'll start. Estamos en Quevilleros. Si está acostumbrado a escuchar, Jorge Ramos, cambia el canal. Que ahora viene las horas conservadoras. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're, if you're used to listening to Jorge Ramos, change the channel. Because <laughs> now it's coming on the conservative hours. And everybody that I've asked would love to have a national, that, that's here, that's, that speaks Spanish, would love to have a national conservative radio program. And I really believe, Scott, if this took off, whether it was me or somebody else, it would grow faster than Rush Limbaugh did out of Silicon Valley because most Hispanics that I've been around, they work hard, they don't like to take handouts, they want to assimilate, they, I've actually met them that learn English really well, they've gone to American high school football games with me in this area, they watched a game with a Strathaven band, which is like watching Southern Cal, because they had a, a student from there go to the University of Southern Cal and they play their repertoire. And it takes up the whole field, and they were just blown away. They, the, the kid, is, I was talking to his one boy, um, looking to maybe play for a local team in, in Coatesville and be a place kicker. Because you remember the kicker, I don't know if you're old enough to remember this guy, but Dallas had this place kicker called Rafael Septien. And he was, dead, he was from Mexico. Um, the Tampa Bay Bucks had, had a Gramatica, which was from Argentina. And... These people assimilate, but when I took this poll question, Scott, every Hispanic that I, that I asked it would love to have a national conservative radio program. Hmm. And I'm pretty sure that if it took off like I believe it would, you'd see a massive push to shut the borders down and get them out because they would, they'd turn around and not vote for the, for the tyranny. Right. They, I mean, I've, I've, I've known families that got out of Mexico. You've got to feel for them. Because they're seeing people get gunned down in the street, and they're trying to get away from the drug lords. And and now they're now they're bringing it in now they're bringing it in here while while Mister um, Coward Coward China China Com Joe is sitting in a castle surrounded by barbed wire and and guards for himself. But yet we well, they're taking down the walls to protect us. You know, it's the typical thing that Rush Limbaugh would say. Never mind what we do. This is what you have to do. And I'm just glad that you're there to, to give me a sounding board for this, because this is, this really, it's really annoying. And, 
again, I'm praying for you guys, and I hope you go to send someone to pick up the package, because in that package there are a couple things to validate what I went through, and also uh, addressing a problem and a, and a solution. And uh, I love you guys. I'm praying for you. And uh, like my like my comrade feels that I swim with, with that I swam with would say, "Kuyah, peace out." Love you guys. All right, love you too. All right, take care. Thank you. All right, so um, you know, I think he's onto something there. Yeah. I think that uh, what you have is you know you have a one sided. Well, you know, the people that are basically exploiting our laws and breaking our laws. Are, are getting paid uh, from what I understand um, you know you think uh, you know getting a $1,400 check which I haven't seen one so you know I don't uh, know I think do. I think they're in the works <laughs> yeah no we, we we actually had a caller uh, mentioned to me that um, they've gotten theirs already so and yeah. they even got two or something like that but uh, you know they got theirs um, I don't know what you know. Who gets what? When? How? Where? Why? But the fourteen hundred dollars is a drop in the bucket compared to what we're spending per head coming across the border. These people are getting legal services. Yeah. They're getting free medical. They're getting uh, access to free education. Yeah. They're getting access to free food and lodging. They're being given money. They're being given an airfare, a bus ticket to go all over the country. And you better believe that they're putting them in these battleground districts. I guarantee you, Connor Lamb in southwestern PA, you're going to start to see that district become Hispanic. You watch. Because the only people that are going to vote uh, to kill fracking jobs at the expense of you know middle-class American workers is going to be these Hispanics that they're recruiting. Saying of you, you know, they're wa- waving the Biden flag along the southern border as it is. Yeah. And it's become a political thing. You know, um, Attorney General Paxton said yesterday when we played the clip, he said what they're doing is they're turning these people into identification. They're giving them an ID. Then they're getting them registered to vote. And then they're turning in, they're turning those ballots into voters. I can't tell you enough. I gave you the example yesterday of the invoice. And, you know, I come up with this stuff off the fly sometimes. I thought that was a great example or analogy that, in case you missed it, is one of those things where the way the, the, way the election fraud, and by the way, there's a Gateway Pundit story. It says, just in, Republican-controlled Wisconsin Assembly authorizes investigation of 2020 presidential election. There needs to be more and more of that. Maricopa County, they're investigating some things. In Georgia, remember we talked about GeorgiaBusiness.China? Yeah. Well, they're, they're uh, locked in with the devil. They're playing, they're doing business with the devil. But the idea is that you, can cre- you can't create an invoice unless you have, you cannot create an invoice unless you have a client. You have to have a customer account. Then you can create an invoice. Then you can actually pay the invoice without ever mailing the invoice in QuickBooks. Simple logic. You get the account, you set up the account. 
You create the invoice, you take a payment, pays off the open invoice. Now the invoice is marked paid. And that invoice never was printed or never emailed. Somebody called in, gave you the credit card, whatever. It's no different than the ballots. So first you need an account. You need an account ID. You don't even need a real person. It could be a dead person for all you know. It could be a dead person. It could be a minority. I mean, a minor person, not a minority, a minor person. It could be someone who's 16. You could say he's 18. But you need a head, like a head of cattle, like branding, right? We talked about that this week. And so the idea is you need that ID. And with that ID, you get that registration. It's all built on the honor system from what I understand. It's built on the, they're going to come back to court three years from now, two years from now. They'll come back so they can get thrown out or risk being thrown out. They'll come back, but they never come back. And this whole catch and release thing is not even catch and release. It's not even catch. It's it's sort of like what they did on January 6th in the Capitol Hill so-called fake so, ho, faux riots. They were basically waving them. This direction, sir. This group, come over here. Go up these stairs. Go in through those doors. Break those windows. Come up these stairs. Go to these offices. Meanwhile, you got the head of Black Lives Matter, John Sullivan, donning his first Trump hat that he ever bought in his life on January 6th, getting busted flat out, caught on videotape. You know, it's all a ruse. What will the Democrats, when will they ever, what is enough? Because you know what? I also believe that this uh, whole radical Islamic jihad crazy dude out in Boulder that's shooting, that shot people up, that guy, uh, you never saw these things. This is like the remnants of San Bernardino back in the Obama days. You almost wonder if it's done on purpose or allowed to happen on purpose to exploit gun, gun legislation. When there's a gun attack, it's either a white supremacist that did it or uh, the gun did it. But you know itself. what it always is? It's usually a mentally unstable individual. And that's, what, and that's what the issue should be about. And that's what this person was, a mentally unstable person. But again, I don't know what it is about these things because we're going to start to see a lot more of these shootings again. I guarantee you, just everything that we used to see before Trump. I think Trump basically, you know, especially with when it came to the, crossing the southern border, said... You could cross, but we're going to send you right back. So why waste your time? And people just lost interest. Right now, it's over 100,000 in the month of February or something like that. Yeah. And, and it was uh, 37,000 last year. Yeah. So, I mean, that's you're talking about a, a huge increase. Increase, 60-some-odd percent increase. It's, yeah, it's and yet they're going to blame Trump's policies. No, right. I'll take Trump's policies every single day and Sunday if that's the number that I'm going to get. If I'm going to get less turmoil and less suffering human suffering i mean at what point do you not call this genocide when you got bodies laying on top of each other or being sex trafficked in uh in the back of uh big rig trucks and use this slave labor whether it's the sex trade or f- agricultural trade 
When does that become a crime? I don't know. That's not the American dream. That's not the America way. The American way. And so we have all of these things revisiting uh, the things we thought that we solved, that we did solve, that were easy to solve under Trump. You know, ISIS was easy peasy to solve. Now we're going to have terrorism back. Now we're going to have radical Islamic jihads hating America again. Jihadis. You know, and, and we're going to have all these caravans of all these people coming across the border. And guess who's going to foot the bill for that? The middle class working taxpayer whose job it is that's going to be traded away through multilateral trade deals and through uh, horrible tax tax in, uh, disincentives and and horrible re- government regulation, over-regulation, to where companies like Ford have already made the decision to send their car plants to Mexico. To put out the fire of one problem, you create another. What's the problem? The problem is there's too much incentive to come to America for free stuff. There's always been a problem with incentive for free stuff. It's always that chump over there that gives the shirt off their back tenfold. And I I would say maybe I'm even guilty of it sometimes. Where you give too much of yourself and you overextend yourself. Or you give too much of yourself and you have no time for yourself. You know, doing a lot of free work. Helping everybody out. And then next thing you know, you need to help yourself. But, you know, the idea is that we need to get past all that. We need to worry about our own problems. We have enough problems. We don't need to be paying for the world's problems. And if you tell the world with a brochure that come to America, you're going to get the vaccine for free. You're going to get free medical. If you have a baby on the way, they're going to become a citizen. They're going to live the American dream. We're going to actually pay for all the services associated with that. We're going to put you up in a hotel. We're going to uh, put you on a plane to another city that you're going to love. Here's the brochure to that city. And we're going to make sure that somehow we give you a job. Meanwhile, taxes, regulation, and terrible trade deals create these middle-class working manufacturing jobs and push them out away from us. So now that middle class is jobless, they're about as poor as the person coming across the border And the person across the border is gobbling up all the lower-skilled jobs that the middle class is relegated to, and everybody's fighting for the scraps, which is exactly what the Democrats would love to see you do. And they do it by carrots. They wave carrots around. We have the carrots. But then they also have that stick, don't they? They have the carrots and the sticks. They control it all. Someone like Nancy Pelosi will beat your behind if she can't feed you the carrot. And that's exactly how they work it. I don't want carrots. You know, I want champagne like you. I want champagne. Champagne? <laughs> I know. I just did it on purpose. But, you know, I want the champagne and the champagne cocktail like you, Nancy Pelosi. No. No, we can't live the high life. We got to live in a box like everybody else's box, like a socialist box. And we got to get rid of that. We got to be, we got to be independent, 
live free or die is what they say. Well, doggone it, you know, it's time to fight. It's time to fight this fight. And it's time to realize that the one thing that they'll be high-fiving at and popping the champagne at the end of the day is if they can exploit this boulder situation and turn it into gun gun regulation. Remember, it was Joe Biden that said he wanted Beto O'Rourke to be his gun czar. Remember that? Remember those days? It seems like a long time ago. Yeah, well, they're out to get your gun. And it was Joe Biden that said he wants to ban all assault weapons. What's an assault weapon? My peace shooter, if it hits you in the eye, is an assault weapon. Yeah. Okay? My slingshot is an assault weapon. My baseball bat and my golf club over your head is an assault weapon. Yeah. <clears throat> Lasers are an assault weapon. Hey, guess what? My car, if I had one, my car is an assault weapon, right? Yeah. I mean, I could run you over with my car. Now you're going to ban all cars? No, if I'm crazy enough, yeah, I'll do it. And we have seen people have used cars as a weapon, right? So, right. Well, I mean, it, it gets... <laughs> it was a terrorist... Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. There, were, there were various terrorist attacks, including the one that sticks out. It's the one that happened in Nice a few years ago. Yes. But there were various ter- terrorist attacks and that used Germany. cars. And in Germany, I think that was the Christmas markets. There were a number of ones that have happened. So what are you going to do? Ban everything that's used in some way or another? You, you can't. No, it's you, you got to fix the crazy people. No, they tried. Like in New York City, for example, Mayor Big Bird de Blasio, his wife, started this organization called Thrive NYC. And over the course of time, I guess it was the course of five years, guess what? They spent over a billion dollars. And in part, they got it by defunding the police. And they funded Thrive NYC. And then they asked Thrive NYC for a report. What's our return on investment? You were given over a billion dollars. And what do, what do you got to show for it? And they had no reports. Right. They, didn't have, they weren't professionally run. The woman had never, the wife never ran a business. And somehow they thought that somehow this, this was going to be all um, nice and easy. That somehow that... You know, they were going to make the psycho, psycho problem go away in New York. Turns out, we found out, especially during COVID, it produced more crazy people than ever before running the streets. Heck, Black Lives Matter is a bunch of crazy people that want to burn buildings down and tear statues down. Antifa, if you have a Trump hat on, they're going to shoot you in the head. That's crazy to me. That's intolerance. And yet... Joe Biden doesn't have a problem when Antifa.com goes to JoeBiden.com, their website. Somebody uh, wrote me and said, well, how do you stop that? HT access. I mean, there's a thousand ways to stop Antifa.com from going to JoeBiden.com if you He's wanted to distance yourself. He's the president of the United States. One would think he'd have enough people to figure it out. No, it's a simple <laughs> HT access string that every website has where you basically say, if you're if you're typing in Antifa.com, redirect it somewhere else. Yeah. We don't want your association. Trust me, there's a thousand zillion ways to block that. But he didn't block it. He endorsed it. And they never badmouthed Antifa. You know... I got a tweet, and then I'm going to take a call. It says, 
I love this tweet. Yeah, this is a COVID, right? But you have to you have to give the proper build up. You have to say okay. who the picture of is in the tweet. All right. So before Scott reads the tweet, I have to say that the picture in the tweet is Rod Serling, who have you know. Um, fans of twilight zone the old series will remember him so he's the one who speaks about you're entering a different dimension so so all right put that image in your head and now scott will read the tweet <laughs> yeah, it's a black and white guy has a funny looking face on imagine if you will a vaccine so safe you have to be threatened to take it for a disease so deadly you have to be tested to know you you even have it Right, How do you what, like those apples? What I think we need to do before do we like do this apples? again is we need to listen to some old Twilight Zone episodes, mm-hmm. and you need to perfect the the voice and the cadence. <laughs> I don't even It'll know his bad. voice. Yeah. I don't know his voice. You, you know, know, you're entering it. You're entering into a different dimension. Oh, entering, you know, you know that one. Yeah, yeah that, that that's one. What. Okay, that that's the guy. Yeah, that's the guy. Rod Serling, the Twilight Zone. Imagine, if you will, a vaccine so safe you have to be threatened to take it for a disease so deadly you have to be tested to know if you have it. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. That's where we are right now. That's where we are right now, more than a year later. What did they say at the time? Two weeks to slow the spread. What you happened what? to the two weeks? A year ago, uh, to this day, you know how Facebook, they give you like a year, year yeah, reminder? Yeah. I posted Bill Gates, you know, staying at home. You know, stay at home. Bill Gates. I'm Bill Gates. He has a... You know, like a $60 million home. Not everybody has a home like you it's do. It's like a campus. So know? I'll stay home if my home looks like yours. Yeah. He has like an internal <laughs> his oasis. Home, his home is like a city. And a lake. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, you could stay at home. Sure. What happens if you live in a two by four urban apartment like many people and do? last I, I mean, checked, he's not. He's flying first class. He, forget about climate change. You know, he's flying private jets everywhere, too, right? Yeah. All right, caller, you're on the air. Hey, morning, guys. Good morning. Uh, you know, I, I just have a, uh, I think, a simple observation. Uh, if if banning crimes works, there would be no crime. Oh, banning crime, there would be no crime. Okay, yeah, right. Well, I mean, I mean, murder is against the law, but people murder every day. So, how is banning guns going to stop murder? No, I mean, obviously, we, we've rehashed this argument so many times. It's like, look, the only people that are going to be without a gun are law-abiding citizens. If you pass a law that says you're not allowed to have a gun, it's the law-abiding citizen, not the guy that's breaking the law by crossing our border illegally. He's already broken laws, right? He's a lawbreaker, right, who doesn't even speak the language, so how's he even going to get the memo? So the point is, yeah. is that how in the world um, is it safe for the law-abiding citizen to be defenseless? I mean, they tried that in Syria, and ISIS ran roughshod through every city that was defenseless with their strong gun legislation, which basically took guns out of the hands of the Sunnis so that the Shiite, the Shiite leadership could you know, thrive. I mean, the, the fact is they already have walls around the White House and around the Capitol, but yet they say walls don't work along the southern border, but they put the walls up because they don't feel safe. They're surrounded by guns and walls, and they want to take walls and guns away from you. They want to take your wall from the southern border, and they want to take the gun out of your gun cabinet. And yet they themselves... Yeah, but they don't want to take, but they don't want to take the guns away from their security details. Right. 
Right, and there's and there and there walls, they're fencing. You know, all of that you know, fortification. Uh, the, uh, you know, uh, Leonora mentioned the uh, two weeks, two weeks to slow the spread. Uh, what was the purpose of that? Uh, from my understanding, it, it meant that uh, it takes two weeks to show symptoms, right? So if you stay quarantined for two weeks, anybody who's sick should show symptoms by then, and then you'll know who to stay away from or who needs treatment. So what happened to that? Well, there is that, that, that two weeks to slow the spread, there was that component that you just said, which was that it takes a maximum of two weeks. If, if, you, if you don't have it in two weeks, stay at home. If you don't have it in two weeks, you, then you don't have it. Right, and then that was the one thing. The second thing was they said, and if you don't have it, it doesn't spread if you're asymptomatic. Now, Dr. Fauci said that, and he also said that Mm -hmm. masks don't work because you end up fidgeting with your mask, and you know, so no sense wearing a mask. And and he only had been doing this for fifty years. It's not like he didn't know about you know uh, these types of viruses. He had been studying COVID and Corona and and all kinds of stuff for 50 years. And in fact, his boss uh, pretty much said, Dr. Fauci's the premier guy in the world. Okay, great. Can't throw a baseball, but okay, great. Okay, we'll take your word for it. Asymptomatic, and, and the woman at WHO said the same thing. Asymptomatic's not, not spreading. It's not spreading on surfaces the way we thought it could. It's not spreading um, if you're asymptomatic. And masks don't work. Those are all the things that we believed for 10, 20, 30 years. We also believed that hydroxychloroquine was a great drug, safe enough to take for the last 50 years from malaria to lupus. Yet they lie to us on every turn, every single turn. Now, if you were slowing the curve at 15 days, and then we made it 30 days, and we all agreed to that, and you're still asymptomatic, then you can't possibly be spreading. And we all did our part. But then they saw this as a political opportunity to weaponize the elections and rig them. And now Angela Merkel, believe it or not, is doing more of the same. I can't believe we're going to go down this rabbit hole one more time. But it's absolutely insane that we would do it. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for taking my call, guys. Thank Love you. Show. Thank you. Thank thanks you. so much. All right, so, yeah, Angela Merkel. Germany, Germany calls variant a new pandemic, issues fresh lockdown orders. <laughs> you know, Angela Merkel, the globalist, right? Wait, wait, we need fresh lockdown orders. What happened to the other ones? Do they get stale? I German, mean, I don't get that. <laughs> German Chancellor Angela Merkel. Okay, this is written up by uh, Trish Regan. Uh, German Chancellor Angela Merkel announced additional lockdown orders going into Easter on Tuesday, warning that the new variants are deadlier and more infectious. Of course, they're going to be deadlier and more infectious. We are now basically in a new pandemic, she says. The British mutation has become dominant, said Merkel, Dr. Merkel. Oh, wait, no, she's not a doctor. Um, after a late-night video conference with leaders of Germany's 16 states. You know that these leaders of the 16 states got together, right? And they said, how can we control our government? 
for another 20 years and prosper from uh, former Prime Minister or President Schroeder's um, oil pipeline that's coming down from Russia. We are now basically in the new pandemic. The British mutation has become dominant, she said. Fundamentally, we face a new virus of the same kind, but with very different characteristics. More deadly, more infectious, and infectious for longer. Germany's health minister, Jans Spahn, warned recently that vaccines were not going to rise quickly enough to prevent a third wave of the pandemic. New infections, he said, were rising at an exponential rate, and there was not enough vaccines to stop the increase. German churches will be closed for Easter services, and no more than five adults from uh, tow households, it says, tow, two households, I would imagine it says, okay, two households will be allowed to meet over the holiday. In addition, most shops will be closed, according to Deutsche Well. Okay, so this is um, Deutsche Well, dw.com. They have an English version of their site. Thus far, it's been reported that an estimated 9% of Germans have received at least one dose of the vaccine. The European Union is sparring. So what, what is this, a vaccine that's good for? It's an RDNA. It changes your DNA. And it's only good for one little strain of COVID. And if, if, if another variant comes out, are all those vaccines are useless. Or I thought you were supposed to be good after you got your first two shots. And by the way, so she, she does have a PhD. So when they called her Dr. Merkel, that is correct. She received a PhD for her thesis on quantum chemistry. I didn't even see Dr. Merkel. No, you just, just you like, said that a moment ago. And you said yeah. she's not a doctor, but she's not a medical doctor. She has a PhD. She's like Jill. She's like who? Oh, Jill Biden. <laughs> well, Jill Biden doesn't even have, doesn't have a science. Who PhD. insists that you call her, call her a doctor? What a moron! Um, all right, so Trish Regan. By the way, Trish Trish Regan, uh, TrishIntel.com. Pretty interesting site. I recommend it. A smart um, lady. Yeah, very smart. Well, she she also talked about this mega ship blocking the Suez Canal. Oil prices react. So a megaship is grounded in the Suez Canal in Egypt, causing a traffic jam in both directions. The ultra-large container ship is reportedly stuck, and um, and it's it's causing a, an impact on world supplies. Just that one thing, and then also um, when the uh, Joe Biden, quid pro Joe, uh, China Joe, however you want to call him, when he decided. To uh, to uh, go to the CDC after falling all over the uh, stairs. Yes, and then, you know what's really funny is you know he he tried to to make a joke out of Trump, you know, walking down the stairs gingerly. And right. You, you, I walk up the stairs better than Joe. You know, than Donald Trump walks down the stairs. It's like and then he's walking up the stairs and he can't can't seem to pull it off well the falling down the stairs was funny years ago when it was gerald ford because he was a college athlete when he fell down the steps of air force one but with uh, biden it hasn't been funny because you see him struggling yeah well here he's so condescending right he's he's just one of these guys is like so i wanted to yield to my vice president who's smarter than i am (laughs) 
What says, a dodo. What a who dumb... says something like that? Well, he, he also, during the debates, referred to her as kid. Go easy on me, kid. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, and he has on more than one occasion actually referred to her as President Harris, which shows you what's going on really in his head. Yeah. You know, the, those uh, Freudian slips. Yeah. Let's take a listen. Um, before we do that, though, we will get the uh, sound pipe just right. And I shouldn't have done that because I wanted to yield to my vice president who's smarter than I am. Well, there's not much to add to that, Mr. President. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I, but I will say that I do believe that this administration, with the leadership of our president, is without any question about science. And I about science. Yeah. <laughs> we just got done describing the, the BS science that's been going on. You know, and they're do, using, this science is no different than climate change, right? I mean, climate change, 97% of the scientists, again, it's no different than the 17 intelligence agencies. Mm-hmm. 17 intelligence agencies can't be wrong. Right. Oh, they were wrong. They were way wrong. They were absolutely wrong yeah. about Russia and the hoax that was perpetrated against the American people because they elected Donald Trump yeah. twice. Yeah. So now all of a sudden, um, we're supposed to believe the scientists like Dr. Fauci, who anybody who can't throw a baseball like that, right? I yeah. mean, that's ridiculous. But the idea is, is that they've been flip-flopping on so many of these things. They've said so many things differently over the course of time. That it's just crazy. So, um, oh, there's a, okay, so, <laughs> uh, well, we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, in any case, you know, it's just, it, trusting the scientists is just a liberal excuse uh, to replace political correctness. Political correctness is designed to do one thing, and that's that's to stamp out any open, honest discussion about a topic. Yeah. You can't talk about it. So, you know, as soon as they start throwing the word racism around, you can't have that conversation anymore. Because it, if it's a white supremacist shooter, the shooter's a white No, the gun is in the hands of a crazy person and the gun didn't shoot itself. Right? right. So that's what's going on there. But in terms of... Um, uh, this whole white supremacy thing, I wanted to talk a little bit about Maisie Hirono and the Asian and Pacific, Asia Pacific. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, Biden doesn't have enough cabinet members or whatever to uh, reflect. So Maisie Hirono and this other uh, politician said they're not going to support any more of Joe Biden's candidates Unless he hire he um, nominates people uh, who are minorities. Well, see, this is where we create a problem because you're supposed to be picking people that are the best qualified people, and race should not be a litmus test. You know, this is going to create a scenario where um, you you almost have a reverse racism because you know when the when the white people become the minority. I mean, it, it always should be a colorblind admissions process, just like college should be a college blind colorblind admissions process. You who is the best qualified person for the job? Who is the best qualified person for the slot at the university? Race should not play a factor. 
Yeah, it's just in uh, Democrats, Senators, Tammy Duckworth from Illinois, and Maisie Hirono, the dumbest senator I think I've ever known. Um, Jack Johnson would be the dumbest, uh, not Jack Johnson, Hank Johnson would be the dumbest congressman. He's the one that said that Guam could tip over if it was overpopulated. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got the, he's got to get the, the rank for the dumbest yeah, congressman. Yeah. Um, but Maisie Hirono, you know, she's the one during Blase Ford. Said believe, believe all women, but you know what happened to? Why didn't they believe the woman, uh, the woman who accused Joe Biden? Why? Ha- why aren't they all running around? Where's Maisie Hirono about uh, the women that are accusing Andrew Cuomo? It's absolutely absurd. You know. And so here he says, Democrats, Tammy Duckworth, se- senators. Okay, Tammy Duckworth is a senator. Maisie Hirono <clears throat> is a Democrat senator from Hawaii. Say they will vote against all Biden nominees who are not racial minorities. They say they will only vote for a white nominee if the nominee is LGBTQ. So if you're LGBTQ, you could be white. Is that is that something or what? It, that's you know that's if ridiculous. you're trans. You can, oh, speaking of trans, I got a, a quick story. You remember Jack Phillips, the guy who baked the cake, who refused to bake a cake for a homosexual couple? Yeah. And, well, now there's a new lawsuit. The new lawsuit is that he is being sued for refusing a gender transition cake. Somebody wanted a cake to celebrate their transition to a different gender, and he refused to bake it. He doesn't agree with celebrating this moment, and so he's being sued again. I mean, we're, this is getting to the point of lunacy. I mean, I, I could, you know, on one level, a homosexual marriage, I could see them wanting to celebrate that, but now we're celebrating that you want to have a sex change operation, that that's, you know, that that's a party. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me, and this is sending the wrong message to our youth that, our biology can be so easily altered that we all become like science projects. Well, Margot Cleveland wrote this, and I think it's so uh, shameful that Christy Nome from South Dakota yes. stepped in it and um, proved that she is just a typical politician. She wants the convention dollars. That's what's going on. So it says here, Margot Cleveland writes this. She says, so if I have this straight, if I have this straight, Governor Christy Nome, NCAA, will punish us if, okay, so here, that's, she says, so if I, let, let me see if I have this straight. So Governor Christy Nome says, NCAA will punish us if we ban college men from women's teams, so I'm vetoing the bill. Okay, that's a quote. And then conservatives, they respond and say, shame on Nome caving to NCAA bullying. Right? Yeah. You with me so far? I'm with you. And Governor Christy Nome says, I won't be bullied from conservatives on the right. Right. So she'll allow, she'll, she'll, she'll basically fear the NCAA bully, but she doesn't fear the conservative bully. You know why? The conservative bully doesn't hit below the belt. Yeah. And the NCAA bully does. Yeah. Pretty scary. That's a that's an absolute double standard, you know, full of hypocrisy, and and a bit crazy, really, when you think about it. So, you know, um, one other thing it brings me to this uh, point um, is that um, with conservatives like what we have, 
it's hard to see straight. You know, yeah. it's hard to actually <clears throat> understand how we're going to take our country back. And one of the things we're doing is with MAGAPAC and Bugle Call, we are going to go after the Achilles heel of the DOP. Yeah. And that are the rhinos. That's our main goal is to advance America first policies that will make America great again. And typically speaking, rhinos don't support America first policies like deregulation, low taxes, strong military, um, closing the border, so on and so forth. Asa Hutchinson, another guy. We used to Yeah, have we had him on the show <coughs> once, yes. Just Governor vetoed of Arkansas. a bill to zero out the COVID fines against businesses. The Senate voted to override his veto, but the House 28 Republicans who voted for the bill flip against override. They are marked here. This is what the GOP does with a 78 to 22 majority in Arkansas. So in Arkansas, they have a 78 to 22 majority. And yet they 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 deny the override of the 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 Senate voted to override his veto, but the House uh, twenty eight Republicans who voted for the bill flip against the override. So now these people are going to have to pay their fines for the COVID, yeah. which is insane. Well, and and some of these fines have you know have been ridiculous. Yeah. And we got uh, John from uh, the Chicagoland area on the line. Welcome, John. Hi, guys. Hey, John. Good morning. How are you? Pretty good. Hey, so I just want to say, Leonora commented at the end of uh, that uh, bit that it's almost lunacy. And, and I would <clears throat> differ in just a small degree. It is lunacy. For them to say this, you know, hard to get up here and rant and rave about how outrageous this is because it is but it's everywhere it's all the time and um it's almost as if you're outraged out you're out you know you, you kind of worked it all out because it's it's such a bizarre reality for someone in this case you know, i didn't hear that comment about the senator i hadn't heard that before they would make such a comment that is just bluntly frankly anti-white racist and it's as if Nothing is said. It's like a, you know, the, the old joke or the old saying about a, a tree falling in the forest. But does that make a noise? Or does it make a, if no one hears it, does it make a sound, right? Right. Um, and that's kind of what's going on. The media doesn't even report that. If there's anything, even a whisper of such a comment from the other side, you would hear about it ad infinitum. And how anyone even pays any attention to the press anymore is, is, is beyond me. So I, I just wanted to just to point out the the Alice in Wonderland place we're in right now. It's it, it's it, you see I'm kind of speechless by it because it's so it's so obvious. There's not much to say, and because it's so obvious, I don't know if you know where I'm coming from, but it's I, I'm so with clear. You. I don't. You have to be an idiot not to notice this, and yet some people continue to vote for this. I I, I guess. No, I look at stories. I don't know if it's a mental illness or rank stupidity. I look at stories yeah. like you're saying, and I almost feel like this is almost too dumb to report. Like anybody could look right. at that story and realize the wrongness of that story, but yet it's happening nevertheless. And you then, then turn on CNN and watch Don Lemon opine on the subject, and somehow he's going to spin it. In a way that's like, okay, you just got done saying that up is down and right is left. You know, and that's what you said. I see it. I see what you just did. 
but still you just keep on doing it. And I happen to know people that are liberals that watch that stuff and believe it. And they're smart people. And that's the, that's the goofiness of the whole thing, is that what world are we living in where you know, there are smart people that happen to be our friends on the left that actually believe that, that the sky is purple, that up is down and left, you know, left is right. Yeah, well, I'm not sure how smart they are if they believe that, unless there's some kind of mental illness. Or the third thing is, they don't really believe it. So, you know, Maisie Hirono is somewhere than a box of rocks, by the way. But <laughs> aside from that, um, you know, to make a statement, I will not vote for a white. I mean, how is that not ten times worse than what, say, a southern segregationist senator would say in the 1950s? Well, no, they she might did say voting for a black candidate if they agreed with them on many issues she did say I she they to say hey i will not vote for a black candidate i will not vote for a black nominee these people just said that well no and somehow that's not common enough she did say yes. she would vote for a white if there were lgbtq if they're lgbt well yeah <laughs> oh, right, there's, right. The, that's, that's there's the, the silver lining <laughs> in all of it <laughs> That's even worse. That's even like, let me even make it worse. And if you're transgender, even better. Yo, then you get to the front of the line. (laughs) Even if you're white. But if you're Christian, no. Well, you mentioned Jack Phillips. Jack Phillips, they're bringing these cases, they're bringing them to him to prompt him to say no. Guaranteed, this isn't someone who really wants an LGBT cake. This is someone who thought, let's let's bait this guy. Right. And go after this poor guy because he actually has principles. That's that. Just as an aside, the third thing I just wanted to say regarding you know the Second Amendment and attempts to uh, repeal guns. I was just talking to a friend last night who said you know he's more he's more of a pro-life guy. He said you know I always I flew the flag on Second Amendment because you know that's what you're supposed to do. But after this summer, this past summer, I realized how important it is for at least some kind of check against the government, as well as um, some kind of a check against our fellow man. Because if you realize what could have happened, let's say if President Trump was elected in some of these cities, you needed to have the gun because the cities had decided they weren't going to protect you. And there's nothing more fundamental in politics than the right to defend yourself. That, I think, has worked itself into the public consciousness. So I don't think that will stick for long. But I would say with regard to the, the whole conversation, just to, to wrap it up, you mentioned your friends who don't believe this. You know, the Jews in Germany didn't really believe that Hitler meant it. They thought it was for political consumption as well. And the bourgeois in uh, the Russian Empire uh, supported the communist movement, the Mensheviks and the Bolsheviks, uh, before uh, the revolution as well. They were, it was very fashionable to do those things. Because yeah. they didn't really believe they would go to the extent that they claimed they would. Just, just as an aside. And I suspect that's what's going on with these people. As long as it's someone else and it's a NIMBY thing, not in my backyard, they're okay with it. It's totally unprincipled, but I suspect that's what's motivating your friends to say the things they're saying. Well, yeah, no, it's it's sort of like, well, you know, it's sort of like if your team won, win, wins because the referee got it wrong, you're going to like, like, well, we won. But, yeah, I think that was a bad call, but I'm not going to do anything about it. You know, that kind of thing, right? It's sort of like they right. know that they won because there was a cheat going on. But they're not going to do anything about it because somehow they hated Trump so much, you know, that they, they are okay with the 
final result. And the same thing is true right, well, with respect yeah. to these other issues. Is so long as we get our agenda through, we don't really care what it takes or how we go about going uh, doing it. You know, I mean, I was yeah, just. Well, this goes back to. Yeah. Go ahead. This goes back to Plato's Republic, where they had this debate between the just and the right, and might makes right. So there's justice yeah. and there's might makes right. Yeah. This is might makes right. They got to get what they get, no yeah. matter how. Yeah. Harry Reid said it with Mitt Romney. Remember how he lied about his taxes? Yeah. And mm-hmm. they said, well, you know, it turned out it was untrue. I said, well, Harry, that, that Senator Reid, we that, won, that's not we? true. He said, well, it worked, didn't it? Right, yeah. I remember that's that. That's all they cared about. That's right. That's right. Hey, John, thank you so much for calling in today. All right. It reminds me of something that happened over the weekend with a wrestling match. Yeah. And this kid from Campbell, uh, seven seconds left on the clock. The clock, obviously, they forgot to start the clock. Right. So the kid, uh, the other guy from Oklahoma State has seven seconds to score. He doesn't score. So the Campbell kid thinks he won. Next thing you know, they're like, oh, there's still seven seconds on the clock. No, there wasn't. The clock wasn't started. It was, And you, if you run a stopwatch against what happened, it was exact 7.07 seconds. Right? So... Uh, but they, the referees somehow botched it, and they got the kid another seven seconds. And all of a sudden, the kid gets a takedown with like one second left uh, of that second set of seconds. And they gave the win to the kid who benefited from the mistake of the referees. And he's jumping up and down like as if he won something when he really didn't. Right. And he advanced. And the other kid's dreams were shot. And... You know, and they accepted that. And I, I thought about that, and I thought about the election rigging at the same time. I was watching the match, mm-hmm. and I was thinking of the human behavior behind all that. And it's it's very much one and the same. When was the last time we saw somebody step up and say, you know what, here's my medal. This isn't right. I didn't win. Right? I won't accept the victory given what I know is the truth, right? Right. And you very rarely see that. I would love to maybe come up with some examples and reward those people in history that have done that, you know. But in any case, that brings us to the end of our show. And uh, my name is Scott Adams. My name is Leonor Corbetta. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Be sure to check out scottadamsshow.com for the podcast. Check out buglecall.org and magapack.org, either one, but both. And also, just check out and see what we're doing. We're adding events. uh, We're adding things to the calendar. And we're really working hard at trying to take our country back. We could use all the support that you want to give. All right, with that... We'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye now. Where I stand, the mound's getting steeper. I grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there.